Hope is easy to lose, but always close by. Oh, there it is. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to the Vigilante 1939 podcast. I am your host, Nick Zenig, and I am joined by Nico Caruso, his father, Nicholas Caruso, and the one, the only, Mario Francisco Robles. Our Superman. <laughs> Mario, how you doing, man? How you doing? I, I, I'm very happy to be here. I still, I remember listening to your first episode and and hearing uh, you guys kind of feeling thing, you know, feeling your way through the initial topics and kind of finding your voice and. You know, it's exciting now to uh, be on the show. And, mm-hmm. you know, I know that you've been working at this and, you know, let, let's do this. This topic that you guys have come up with for today sounds it's right up my alley. Okay. So uh, I'm very excited to be discussing some Snyder Cut, some Man of Steel 2 with you three. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, okay. and it's actually kind of uh, really convenient that we're meeting up around this time of year. Because it was one year ago, like you said, Mario, where you gave us the advice. Yeah, that was a year our, ago. It, it was, was a year ago. around a year ago. It was like mid-January when we did our really first one. When yeah. we didn't even know like what it was like. It was just three of us talking in like a circle. So it's uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's <laughs> cool. We didn't even have like a topic. It was just like a... Is Affleck still Batman? You know, how, how, yeah, how do yeah, we all yeah, feel yeah, about yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, see, for those listening, I'm actually meeting one of my quote-unquote bosses for the very first time today because I've been writing for Mario for over yeah, okay, a year cool, as well. Cool, which is yeah, a, a we have not yet pleasure. had the chance to uh, to actually converse in any way but text on a screen. So this no, is pretty this cool. Is cool. No, so I, I've just been emailing Perry White this this entire year. So. God, with the he, <laughs> the reference, you don't skip a beat. I love it. All right, he's, he's um, ready. Right, and he's got a real punchy prose. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's get into it, Nick. Go ahead. All right. So as we've alluded to, we're doing the Snyder Cuts in Man of Steel 2. So I think it's only in fairness that we get what everybody's side is, and mm-hmm. we'll, we'll take it from there. Mm-hmm. Why don't we? Mm-hmm. Well, why don't you explain like what what we mean by that? Yeah. So, so why are we the point choosing? of this entire podcast isn't, it's more of like a hypothetical. So it's what do you preferably want to see? It's not regardless if one happens or the other. It's mm-hmm. in your heart of hearts, what do you want to see? You just want more. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. all right. Do you want to uh, like kick us off, Mario? Or... Yeah. Oh, really? Me? Yeah. yeah. I think I think the, the honor the honor deserves to go to you, sir. All right, let's do it. So, gun to my head, if I had to choose between the Snyder Cut of Justice League or Man of Steel 2 starring Henry Cavill, my vote unequivocally goes to Man of Steel 2. And the reason is very simple. You know, I am a lifelong super, Superman fanatic. He's kind of like my touchstone, one of my central pillars. He's, you know, he, I just... Superman means a lot to me, and I've spent a lot of my time as a geek and as a you know fan and aficionado of, of film, basically pining for a Superman franchise that where there's a movie every couple of years, like every other character seems to get. You know, for me, for uh, being a Superman fan, it's like a long suffering thing because after '87, everything vanished for a long time, and then '06 there was Superman Returns. 19 years later. And then I had to wait another seven years to find this for another Superman movie. And now there still hasn't been another solo Superman movie since Man of Steel. So I just want Man of Steel 2 and Man of Steel 3 and Man of Steel 4. And I want to get into a groove where I know every couple of years I get to see a Superman movie again. 
So that is why I want Man of Steel 2 way more than I want to see the Snyder Cut. Well Fair said. enough. Well Fair said. Enough. And well I said. feel you. I feel you too because when you say that's um, that's your favorite character. So for me, I, we share that type of same love for one specific individual character. Uh, mm-hmm. For me, that would be Spider Man. And there there's so much content. I mean, we're talking three yeah. different actors since what 2001, 2000. And so you're mm-hmm. right. It, it's a shame it's so that unfair. it's it's a shame. <laughs> to, yeah, right. And yeah. and they both stand for similar things. And mm-hmm. uh, you know the it's just so mind boggling that as popular as Superman is, just the name Superman is yeah. is used. You know when you're talking about a strong person. I mean, I mean just just the amount that name. And the character is thrown around that, like you yeah, said. Yeah, that S symbol is one of the most recognizable everywhere, symbols in everywhere. the world. You know, and it's, you're right. Like, they, how can it be so hard to get this right? It's a beloved character mm-hmm. known around the world. That, like, this is not rocket science. But no. it's funny you, you mentioned Spider-Man because, unfortunately, you know, people have this thing where they think Spider-Man is super relatable, but they think Superman isn't. And this whole curse about the relatable thing, I I could talk about that just for hours on its own on a separate podcast. But just you got me thinking about it by mentioning Spider-Man. That Yes, there's a new Spider-Man movie every two or three years. Mm-hmm. And, and, then, and then as soon as one goes down, a reboot comes up right in its place. Like, yeah, And then same thing with Batman. There's yeah. always some Batman movie in production. Like, yeah, he hasn't had a solo movie in a while, but it's always like there. It's an mm-hmm. urgent thing in the background. You know that there is a Batman movie on the way at some point whereas superman always just seems to fall into limbo for long stretches of time which is is baffling oh listen that's it that's a great fair take uh this is nick senior the old man of the group (laughs) and um stop calling some old man well i just want people to know because like what 54 i've been been lucky i've been i've been around and i was able to I was, no, I was I able to see <laughs> Superman in the 70s, you know, yeah. when it came out. Yeah. Wow. And I've been lucky that in my lifetime, being a, being a comic book nerd that I've been since about 74, Mario, that I've seen just about everything I wanted to see. I was there, yeah. I was there in 89 when, when Batman came to the big screen. I was there for the X-Men. I was there when Spider-Man premiered. But... But for That's me, true. You lived through all of the, all I, the different superhero ages leading up to this. Exactly. Like, I got awesome. to see the evolution and, and things that I thought I would never see in my life. And, you know, to this day now, I'm completely blown away by what we see. But, Mario, yeah. the most anticipated movie Uh-oh, of my go. lifetime <laughs> and the most disappointing movie of my, of my lifetime is called Justice League. Okay? Oh, uh, yeah. Justice I League. Justice League has always been my favorite superhero team. And I still love the Avengers. I'm not. I'm not someone's there. Just the Avengers. But when that movie was made, I in my heart I says they can do the Justice League. The Justice yeah. League is better for what you just said. Superman, mm-hmm. Batman, Wonder Woman, The Flash, Aquaman. Where's Green Lantern? Where's Martian yeah. Manhunter? This movie has to be made. Okay. So what am I a glutton for punishment? Because what we got was horrible, right? What we got was a train wreck. I believe WB used tragedy to sabotage the movie. And why in the world would I want to go through this again? 
the reason I want to go through this again is because what we got was so bad and so cringeworthy that I want to see the original cut. I want to yeah. see the vision as Zach intended it to be, uh, warts and all. I, I don't care what anybody else says. This is just this is just what I want. I don't care if the critics are going to like it or if it's good. Because, see, I believe in my heart, and I no one's seen it, but I truly believe in my heart that what he was going to put out is better than what we got. Okay? And I'm not a Zach Stan. I'm not as excited as It's funny, I was about to ask you, like, nope. like, as part of your answer here, I'd love to know your history. Like, did you like Man of Steel and Batman v Superman? Um, I liked Man of Steel, did not like the third act of Man of Steel. Okay. So, so that's where the movie goes astray for me. Mm-hmm. I like BVS. I actually really like BVS, but really love the theatrical cut. Uh, the director's yeah, cut. I'm sorry. You mean the, the ultimate, director? Yeah. The ultimate yeah. cut. Oh, the ultimate. Yeah. There you go. Okay, had they released that ultimate, okay. had they released that ultimate cut, I believe it would have done. Maybe it would have hit the billion dollars. But I just think that his vision was better. I think what we got was kind of resembled a CW movie. Um, I want to see Ooh. everything. <laughs> I want to see everything that was cut. I mean, we were told for months that Cyborg was the heart of the movie. Yeah. It seemed like everything he filmed wound up on the cutting room floor. Oh yeah! Absolutely. How do we even know Ezra Miller has the Flash? They they cut much of his stuff out. There were supposed to see some there be some great scenes with Aquaman, and for the love of God, Mario, I am a diehard Batman fan, and I really yeah. enjoyed Ben Affleck's performance as Batman. But if that's how he goes out in Justice League, with again, I hate to use the word cringeworthy, but when Whedon came in. And he had some of the dialogue he did. It reminded me of the Joel Schumacher Batman films. His Holy trail. <laughs> I mean, I mean, oh, and, and you know what I'm talking about when he's yeah, laying on no, the ground and stuff. I mean, it's just, it's just horrible. It's just let the man go out with some dignity, and you yeah. could tell that Ben just kind of phoned it in on the reshoots. Oh, I mean, absolutely. there's no doubt about that. You know, so look, that's what I want to see. Um, I believe there's a market for it. I was looking at a DVD all-time sales list the other day. I believe Man of Steel is 25 and BVS is 48. This thing can be done. WB should give Zach the 10, 15, 20 million. They'll make it back in a heartbeat. Uh, put it on HBO, the new HBO yeah, network. HBO Max. Uh, I think they could even release it in the theaters and make some money back that way. I just want, I, I need my team. I need to see what it really was intended to be. Because I yeah. cannot go back, Mario, and watch that movie anymore. And I went, I, talk about glutton for punishment, I went four <laughs> times to the theater to see it. Hoping Why that each time I went, because <laughs> I wanted to believe, Mario, <laughs> that each time I went, wow. it couldn't have been as bad as what I thought it was. And it just got worse and worse and worse for me each time. Yikes. Well, I'm going to pay for some counseling, all right? I'm going to send you... <laughs> Mario, I need some counseling. And you know what, Mario? And here's the thing, Mario. We're going to get into this later, but... Yeah. You know, like, I... You know, like, I'm just hoping that sometime... I don't know, 5, 10, 11, 12 years from now, I'm, I'm still... I'm hoping at some point it, we get another Justice League movie. Yeah. And we'll, and we'll break that down a little bit later, but I, I, mm-hmm. I'm not sure... Yeah. Much in the way you want Man of Steel 2 and 3 and 4 and 5. I'm yeah. just looking for another Justice League movie, Mario. Just one. Yeah. Just one. It makes sense. Just it one, my sense. friend. 
right. How about you, Zednik? Zednik, you're up. All right. You're up, Zednik. <laughs> so, Mario, I'm going to kind of correlate with, with Mr. C here and say that I've always I've been a fan of all the DCEU movies. I'm not a Zack Snyder stan, but I'm somebody that really enjoyed Man of Steel. I didn't care so much for that third act at all. And I actually thought we were getting the definitive Superman movie up until the point of that third act. And I've always said that if they're going to do a Man of Steel 2 movie, they really do have a lot of course correcting to do. Because the problem wasn't that he killed Zod. It was that Snyder put him in the position to do it in the first place. And that they didn't establish the fact that he can send him to the Phantom Zone. So killing him was Superman's only option. But then, if you know Superman, you know that he wouldn't have done that in the, the heart and soul of Metropolis anyway. He would have taken him overseas. He would have taken him in a cornfield. He would have done it. Okay? <laughs> it sounds like a mob movie now. Right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Are you talking he would have done it. Say. Yeah. Well, Is I, this the alternate cut of the Irishman? It's yeah, like, right. <laughs> I, I did wear a nice brown leather jacket here, so... You did, you did. It's on the chair behind <laughs> you, yeah. Uh, All right. So what's your pick? What's your pick? So I'm curious. my pick is Man of Steel 2. Okay, two of you. Now, okay. I would okay, be two. remiss if I, if I said that what we got in theaters that was called the Justice League movie is what I want my eyes to remember because it's not... I was just watching Justice League Unlimited, the cartoon, oh, man. the other That's day, the and I was just completely baffled. That my eyes saw what I saw, considering the first scene of the movie completely desecrates oh, no. my second favorite character of all time. I'm completely mustache. never going to for, forget that. It's so hard to watch, man. With it is. It's completely hard to watch. With the face? Talk about, yeah. Um, I mean... And you're talking it's, about the cell phone scene? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that, well, yeah, what you want. Here's my thing, though. Here's my thing. Because I agree. I agree. It's cringe because his face looks like <laughs> hell. But I actually, I actually dig the dialogue and the intention of the scene. I do, too. The so dialogue, you, it wasn't I really the like the dialogue. It was the presentation of the scene. It's it wasn't the it dialogue. Yeah, just how it looks. It's so hard to look at, right? It's <laughs> yes. so hard to look at. And yeah, and I mean it's like I said, it's it's not. I truly think that with Justice League, it truly was just the, the biggest missed opportunity mm. in a world where the Avengers are pretty much dominating yeah. pop culture. I mean, look, bias aside, subjective opinion aside, if you're gonna put the Justice League against the Avengers for me, I'm gonna pick Justice League ten out of ten times because I think they're the more prominent household name. Yeah. Bias, bias aside, I get it today, it's a little bit different, but if you would have told me that a studio was going to botch a Justice League movie in 2017 and, and beyond, I would have I would have laughed at it's you. It's pretty mystifying, yep. Mm -hmm. so, so why Man of Steel 2? Like so specifically? Man, specifically because... Because we have not talked about this. No, we so I truly not. believe in my heart of hearts that we have not seen the definitive Superman movie. And I think... Okay. In a society, in a culture, in 2020, I think having a diamond absolute like Superman, who can truly do the things that others cannot and do not, is really important. So, mm -hmm. I people can say that you can always recast and you can make more Superman movies, but, but what you can't do is build up towards a Justice League movie, which is should be once in a lifetime. But... 
you have potentially a guy that truly does look like Superman in Henry Cavill. Sure. And I think with the backlash with Brandon Routh is Superman, I think now you have to cash in because now with the CW crossover, or crossover, excuse me, now everybody's chopping up the bit to see Routh again. Can can I bring up a point to that? Yes. I I think you all can comment on this too. So you just said it. There is the backlash from Routh. I remember talking you – I mean, I was young. I was like 12 mm-hmm. when that came out. But I remember you telling me, like, the people weren't crazy about him. Right. And about the portrayal and, 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 and how it went and that ultimately the studio, that sequel, it didn't ever happen. But now all of a sudden everyone wants Ralph to play Superman again. And I'm like, where was this love for him in, in 2006, right? It, it wasn't there. Where, where was this love for him then? Mario, can you yeah, speak to that? As best as I can comment on it. It was, it, it, it's a matter of people are now realizing that it was the movie that wasn't great, not mm. him. Right. You know what fair. I mean? People are realizing yeah. he fair. was not the issue with Superman Returns. Now that, now, now that they've seen him with material that's a little better, it's funny to think that, you know, uh, the Arrowverse crossover has better <laughs> Superman material on it than Superman Returns did. Oh, but, you know, in, in the eyes of, of certain kinds of fans and, you know, they nailed it this time and people realize, oh, no, with the right script and the right suit, this mm-hmm. dude is Superman. Yeah. You know? Yep. I loved him on the crossover. He I thought he was great. Yeah. All right. All right. So there, there, there's there's one person right, so left. So wait. There. So what are we now? We are we are two to one in favor of Man of Steel two. Yes. So yeah. I guess I'm the only disappointed person here right now. <coughs> oh, let's see. Let's see. oh no. All right. All um, right. So so my um, so my answer for this, I, I I have a slight of a bit. Slight of a bit. I have no idea what I'm saying. I'm I so don't either. Excited okay. to talk about this. Um, uh, a slight intro for it. So for me, I will admit I'm probably biased to a lot of things because I was raised by the man across from me. So heavy Batman, heavy Justice League. Um, you are heavy Spider-Man too, though. Not very heavy. That Spider-Man. was like the yeah. only the only character from the Marvel world that really we ever had stuff in the comics of not, not too, too many others. So, so for me, I remember seeing Avengers 2012 with you and Mm -hmm. I was blown away. And I remember us going home and saying, well, they could do the justice league now, right? Like (laughs) what, like they're going to do like the same thing that you said. And I was younger. So I was so eager and you know well, that's you were young and naive. Yeah, right, young and naive. It was like my first <laughs> So I'm like, you know, uh, I wasn't too much in the film world or understood that like studios can get involved. Like I, I, I thought everyone goes film, they have a great time, everyone's friends, they put out the movie exactly as it's written, and then ev- and then everyone goes and see. It's like Rotten Tomatoes wasn't a thing yet. Yeah, yeah. Twitter wasn't as prominent, so it couldn't come out, and there weren't three months of it's a dumpster fire, it's a dumpster fire, it's a dumpster fire. So, so for Justice League, you know, that was like my father. That was my most anticipated film of my lifetime up to that point. Um, so, I was I I like a majority of Man of Steel. I think the carnage, even when I saw it in theaters, I thought thought kind of the de- the destruction that happens. I remember watching it like, man, a lot of stuff's blowing up. Bill you know, you know, and like he's not really saving anyone. Um 
I actually think the Zod killing is brilliant because one thing I do like about Snyder, and I'm not a Snyder stan, but one thing I appreciate about him is that he does like to challenge the characters, um, which I have respect for the the creative risk. But like I always say on the show when I talk to everyone about stuff, when you take a certain amount of risk, you really got to execute it well. And I think some of that destruction leading up to it, it kind of it didn't really land for me. Um, it might just because, like I said, I like this whole take of characters being challenged or whatnot. From the theatrical standpoint and the ultimate cut, man, I love Donna Justice. Um, I love mm-hmm. Batman v. Donna Justice, not because it challenges the characters, but the symbolism with like the god versus human and the human the human figure in the film was 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 so afraid of the god that he went he started going against even his own rules and ultimately the most misunderstood scene of all time <laughs> is the humans about to kill the god and with one word he realizes the god is way more human than he is cuz yeah. what god is going to ask you to go save his mom That's so right. yeah. um so so that i loved on uh, justice if only he just asked him to save it if, <laughs> 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 If it wasn't just Martha, I know. I know. You just solved all the fan backlash. We needed. And I sometimes. He never even said her name out loud in two movies. He never said the word Martha ever. No. Except right now. No, I know. I know. Because that's the thing. Look, I'm with you. It's an amazing moment, and I get it. But I also get why people groan. You know what I mean? Oh, same. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I love the symbolism of the moment, and it lands really nicely for me, Bruce having that realization and the two of them having this interesting connection. And, you know, it, it's a great thing, but it's so clunky because of Martha. <laughs> Martha. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, it's a, that's the only thing. But sorry, I didn't does that pretty well. No, 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 no great explanation. I'm right you. with you on that. But yeah. go ahead, Nick. Yeah. Finish your thing. Go ahead, so. So from even with all all the yep. the way Donna Justice was received, it did frustrate me, but I get it. I, I truly get those who don't like the film. I, I, I don't argue with people. I don't tell them they're wrong. I don't tell them right. all I say is, well, you know, here's why I like it. And if that's why you don't like it, lovely. So for me, though, I was still excited for Justice League because I thought, I thought that it made enough money – that enough people would go see the team up because yeah. I'm a big Ezra Miller guy. He's one of my top three actors. So when he got cast as a flash, I was going nuts. Jason Momoa is pretty popular. Wonder Woman came out shortly after the hype was there for that. So I was getting excited again. Like I think, I think he was trying to get to this just league point at this point. Remember, we didn't know what we knew now. So I'm talking, I'm talking as if I'm, pre-2017 me. Mm -hmm. So I thought the script was going to be as is. I thought I didn't know there was a five-part arc he was going for. I thought, oh, I think he was just trying to get to this Justice League film. Um, So I remember, and I got to do a quick few timestamps here, I remember the day it was said that Zack Snyder was stepping down. And that Joss Whedon was taking over. And I remember actually being excited sure. because I love the first Avengers. Right. Don't like Ultron. Ultron that much. But I'm like, oh, they're they're gonna bring in. I'm pretty sure because I thought he was literally just finishing it. 
Right. So I said, oh, he's worked on a type. He's he's the other director to do the big budget team up. Right. So he's taking Zach's script and he's finishing it. And then I remember listening to your podcast. (laughs) And getting angry, by the way. No. (laughs) Because I I didn't find you till right after Dawn of Justice. So I was with you from the minute the Justice League dialogue started. And I remember listening to one of your shows and you're like, so I'm hearing they're reshooting about 70% of the movie. And I was like, and I was talking to him. I'm like, yeah. Okay, but maybe that's because Zach didn't get to 70% right, yet. Right. I, like I said, I still didn't know what I knew now. Yeah. Wait, I have to interrupt. Oh, like, so, Mario, <laughs> so yeah. my son comes to me because you got to listen to this guy. <laughs> He's saying all this stuff about these reshoots. So I'm listening to you, Mario, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. He can't be right about this, could he? <laughs> and I'm like, There's, what does he know? I'm like, what are you talking about? The movie's done. Zach said some, it's, we don't mean to make, Zach said he stepped down. I'm like, they're bringing Josh in. He's just he's finishing. Gonna, he's going to polish it. You know what I'm saying? He's going to he's gonna put the cherry on top well. of the sundae. Yeah. And I'm about to get the greatest movie of my uh, lifetime. And then Nick, my son, Mario's like, you got to keep listening. And Mario, to your credit, man. I've been listening ever since, you know. Yeah, it's great. You know, but I'm like, I can, I'm in the car outside our, our supermarket. I got to go get, I'm like, I got to wait till Mario. I'm waiting for the Justice League stuff, you know. So, oh, so then, so then, so then right after that, it gets closer and gets closer. And then came like the CGI reshoots of the oh. face. And I'm getting like nervous. But for me, I still was like convinced it was going to be good. And well, I don't. But you know what? But in, in both of your defenses, the, the, one of the other nefarious things that people don't talk about with Warner Brothers and everything that happened here was they totally like sent out some false signals. The trailer that came it's out is so good. After, after yeah, like oh whatever it is, God. like trailer two, the one that had um, the the We Can Be Heroes in it, that featured nothing but Snyder footage. That's right. Yeah. And, and that's the first time we see Henry in the cornfield, and it looks like it's going to be this very dramatic thing. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have the fuzzy face in that scene. Yeah. Like, they literally only use Snyder footage, and this is while the Whedon reshoots are happening. So it's to go along with the narrative that this movie is still Snyder's movie. You know, mm-hmm. like, they, they didn't yeah, use any of point. Whedon's reshoot stuff in the trailers. So they totally, like, misled the world. So I'm with you on That's thinking, yeah. oh, this Mario guy's nuts. This movie, <laughs> movie's going to be awesome. And Whedon isn't doing anything crazy. Wow. So, yeah, no, 100%. And that's correct? why, too, because – but even then I still thought, like, a lot of mo- – every movie does reshoots. You right, know what I mean? Right, right. And and for me, so then here's, here's, like, the cherry on top is I remember – and this sounds so sad. It sounds like a tragedy. <laughs> yeah. I was in the it car – right? I, <laughs> I was in the car with my father a week before, and I think we were going to, like, the comic shop or something yeah. or out to dinner or something. And we were talking about, like, because then, then, like, the negative buzz was really starting to come out. And we're like, yeah. well, as long as it's good for us, we're fine. So then <laughs> yeah. we start talking about, like, okay, like, what does it have to do for us? Like, what does it have to do? And we couldn't really come up with an answer. We were just like, it has to be like a Justice League movie and, and, and act like one and feel like one and be authentic. So. Tell them what I always wanted that they never gave us, though, really. You want... The, well, why don't you tell them? Mario, what it's I always thing. wanted in the movie, and I'm really the pissed off Justice. about 
No. Close. I always wanted the yeah. Superman Batman moment together. Oh, where yeah. and it I'm not touched. talking about where he buys the bank for his mom. Yeah. That was sweet. <laughs> that was touching. I I enjoyed it. Man, I wanted the scene Mario where we actually got it in the Crisis and Infinite and Earth crossover, where he hands him the kryptonite, and Superman yeah. basically tells him, "No, you hang on to this." I wanted that moment that I've read in fifty comics yeah. over yeah. the years. And just the ultimate respect. Just the respect the between yeah. the two of them mm -hmm. and the admiration and the understanding of what each hero represents yeah. and how they each need a little bit of each other. And I swear to God, it's 2020 and we've I've seen all these comic book movies and all these adaptations and I can't believe we've still never gotten this on the big screen. I, I cannot agree with you more. And even as 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 kind of like mixed as I am on Dawn of Justice, you know, it, it, you can't argue that that movie doesn't set up such a moment. It, you know it what I mean? Yeah, it, it does not. This intense history between the two of them right. and the way that they felt and the juxtaposition of what happened after that Martha moment and how they came together and then Superman gave his life. Like, there's so much built in here, so many layers to explore that in Justice League, to not give us that, like, cathartic, awesome moment where these two guys now on even footing have some sort of, you know, great mutual exchange here. You know, yeah, that, that, that is definitely a missed opportunity. You're uh, right. Absolutely. So to close and actually say which one I want. Yeah, uh, yeah what the hell I love want? this, though. No, 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 I love, but this is why we're having the conversation because it's 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 something we, we have all, to do what the mcu does build it up milk but, it out. yeah but it's something we also all like went through together in this strange way so yeah so i remember telling him that i remember there was some there was like a narrative around uh rogue one that there were all these reshoots but i still re like very much enjoyed the movie that's another story yeah done, so yeah yeah <laughs> So I, so, the reshoot story, yeah, he, he's the reshoot guy, but so I remember telling my dad and the point of what I'm about to say all comes down to this. I remember just saying, I just hope I see it and I'm happy enough where I don't wish I got the other one instead. Yeah. And, um, I saw it and, and, and you laughed at him for going four times. Um, I oh, tried to, no, well, he tried to get it to a billion I, all I, by No, stop it. So I... I'm going to lay down. Yeah, yeah, lay down. So I, um, I, the, I, so I really wanted to like it, and I can still enjoy some of it today. And the first time I saw it, I remember going, it was okay, it was good, it was good. So I did the, um, because I wanted it to, to make enough money, I did the hashtag the six for the six. <laughs> I was I was one I was one of those people. I was one and dude every time it got worse. But I kept going back. I kept going. It was some weird Stockholm syndrome with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, in in in, in, in my experience is not that different in terms of seeing it. Like when I saw it, I remember thinking, eh, it wasn't bad. It was okay. You know, like I I, I I mean, I could tell that this is not at all what it was meant to be. Yeah. But I was like, eh, it's okay. It was a harmless thing, which in and of itself is kind of a tragedy. Yeah. But then when I went back, though, I actually liked it a little more each time, but not because it, the movie got better. I just cared less about how disappointing it was. And I think, I think that's where I'm at with you, too, whereas 
each time I then kept seeing it, I tried to be like, no, like objectively, it's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> but now, like if I throw it on, I mean, I, I still have a soft spot because I do like seeing them all together. And I think the mm-hmm. actors all play their parts very well, even though we didn't get a lot of the non-Trinity when yeah. it seemed like, you know, and I'm more frustrated today. And that's why I'm picking the Snyder Cut just because I want to see the one I think is better. And I want to see the one that feels more authentic in the sense of I'm a big Flash guy too. And now we're hearing all the stuff that he was a key with time travel and everything. Like it was going to be like Endgame before Endgame, but like it would have made more sense probably in My terms Endgame, of time Endgame travel. Endgame didn't make sense to you? <laughs> I love Endgame, but that time travel stuff doesn't yeah, make any sense. Sure. And I will debate everyone. It <laughs> makes no sense, but we don't care because it's such a monumental event and that's fine. But this one was going to be like a, I think the box was going to explode and he can run back exactly three minutes. So they had a pl- I don't know. That's just speculation. Yeah. But I'm picking the Snyder Cut just because it's not about, you know, of course – of course, I always want the director to finish his vision or I want art to be presented as the way it was intended. But my honest answer for you guys is, just like I said, when I saw the movie, I said, I hope I don't wish I got the other one and I wish I got the other one. And that's the only reason why. And I feel like we still might get another Superman movie, but I really don't know if we're going to get a Justice League movie anytime soon. Yeah. Anytime soon. And I feel like... There's there's still some good Superman content out there, especially with like the Crisis crossover. There was a lot, right. and Tyler Hecklin's getting a show, um, but there's none of them together, man. Yeah, there's shame. none of them together, and um, yeah. and you know it's 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 we get four Avengers movie because I count Civil War as an Avengers, it's an Avengers movie. movie. I do. Yeah. yeah. Um, one Justice League movie that's seen by pop culture as being really bad. It's like the Frankenstein monster. Yeah, and 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 it goes to what like you talk about on your show all the time is we live in a world where people don't think that, you know, Superman and them are cool. And and that's frustrating cuz I've always been more partial to these DC characters and yeah. yet all I, mean, I it's yeah. tragic that they botched this. They had the yeah. The opportunity of a lifetime, unlike Marvel, you know, DC, Warner Brothers has owned DC outright for 50 years. Yeah, that's crazy. So they've had all the time in the world to build up to what would be the greatest Justice League movie ever. They have no rights issues to worry about. They own all the characters. Yeah. They own all the books. There's there's literally, like, they have the entire DC Comics vault at their disposal in terms of stories to adapt and ways to approach this project and here we are now in the golden age of superhero movies and the golden age of big blockbuster tent poles and they're finally like able to give it to us yeah and what we got was this horribly forgettable movie awful and one last thing and one last thing and you i have to quote you on it because i heard you say it on your show and i think you know what i'm gonna say too is um so I'm giving all the credit to you for this quote is I want to know what was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> she knows where I'm what going. Right? So I want to know Superman that Snyder shot that the studio was like, let's just throw all of it out and send a blurry face. That's for 20 that's minutes. the I'm thing. I'm finally crying yeah. right now, Mario. I want to know like who said <laughs> guys, 
here's what, here's what we got to do, all right? I want yeah. you all to hear me out. Our conference room, all right? All yeah. right, guys. We need to CGI his facial hair. I don't know, man. And I yeah. promise you it's going to look great. It's going to look great. He's got the jaw for it. We're going to make it even. But for me, even <laughs> okaying it, I can understand okaying it. But then once they've done it and they <laughs> see the final cut and how it looks, who, di- who didn't go, all right, well, we need to, like, stop this now. Yeah. To, like, delay 100%. Man. Stop the presses. We cannot send out a movie <laughs> in which Superman looks like this, especially when the opening scene is, is that? this. Yeah. yeah I <laughs> want to know, too, just from your, your opinion, what you think. Do you think they saw it and were just so done with the film that they're like, fine? Because that's I, what I think. I think yeah. they were so over it that they're just like, all right. <laughs> See, here's the thing. There, there, there's been some pretty interesting investigative reporting done over by at the Wrap, I believe, okay. that shows that some of the decisions around Justice League were made in order to meet certain time deadlines mm-hmm. because they okay. needed, they wanted to get Justice League done before 2017 ended, so that it would be part of the fourth quarter of Warner Brothers, which oh, helps raise yeah. their their stock and their value heading into the sale. And these guys knew that they were going to get like big holiday bonuses at the end of the mm. year too. So there was all of this other incentive that had nothing to do with the quality of the movie, uh-huh. and just strictly as a business, we need to get this Justice League movie into the theaters for the holiday season so that we can sell merchandise and so that we can, you know, have the, you know, this big fourth quarter, you know, hopeful block, you know, box office win. Mm -hmm. So that's why a lot of this rushing, like had they actually delayed it, I think it would have then fallen under AT&T's purview that because then the merger took over and then they would decide what to do. And and like there's like these there's weird like red tape around the decisions that were made here and why they were made. They were not about the quality of the movie, that's for sure. No, and and you know what, and it makes perfect sense because, you know, it makes perfect sense. Why delay it, put it out, they don't care what the quality is. It was still going to generate X amount of dollars in the quarter. But I just got to piggyback on something my son said, Mario, to you. I know you you have young children. How old are your children, Mario? Five and eight. Okay. It's really sad in this world because uh, I'm gonna. I, I've talked to a lot of a lot of kids at the ages 12 to 15, 14, 16, and for Justice League to be a joke really hurts, man. You know, yeah. like when I talk to these kids and I'm like, "Hey, do you see this? Do you see that?" Um, and they're like, "Yeah, man, the Avengers is the greatest thing in the world." And did you guys see Justice League? Hey, wasn't Wonder Woman good? Wasn't Aquaman good? Yeah, they were good. How about this Shazam? Yeah. What about Justice League? Oh man, that movie's a joke. Yeah, and I'm, it's yeah. just so like disparaging, you know. Yeah, it's like know. It's everyone like, else is running a victory lap, and those of us who love the Justice League and those you know Superman right. and Batman, you know, th- we're just kind of left just waiting, you know. Right, and you know, even even at the end of the day, no matter what we say, I still think Zach got the casting right, though, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I really think he was spot on. I think we could. You know, going back, we talked about about Zach is, I'm not a Zach stan, but, you know, I even maybe even question WB even giving him the reins in the first place. But mm-hmm. that's maybe another podcast, you know. I, I don't yeah, know that I he... Mean, here's the thing. I, I, I think early on there was like a very sort of simplistic way of looking at it, which was 
you know, Nolan is our Batman guy. I mean, I don't mean like because they thought of him as Batman, but he's the guy who we just made billions of dollars with making Batman movies. And now he has this idea for Superman. He doesn't want to direct it. So all we need really is someone who can visually bring his story to life. The, the story that Jonathan mm -hmm. Nolan wrote with Goyer, that Christopher Nolan's trying to shepherd. So they literally thought, you know, they weren't thinking so much about a guy who's an amazing storyteller who, you know, they want someone who could basically, you know, add the awesome visuals to Nolan's mm -hmm. interesting script. And what's interesting is I think that marriage of styles works for a lot of the movie, but then during the third act, which it's funny, we've all hit on Martin? One thing about that oh, yeah. is yeah. that's where things go off script. Yeah. That's yeah. where it becomes just this is where the director now gets to just stage his action sequences. You know, in the, in the script, it may just have one line of text that say, you know, Superman and Zod battle throughout Met Metropolis. <laughs> right. but, That's basically you know, all there should have been, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, but the director then is able to then turn that into whatever they want. You know, and and what I think happened here is like Snyder, given the chance to play and really flex his creative muscles there in the third act, I, you know, it's it's kind of I, I, I any Zack Snyder fans who hear this are going to be very mad at me when I say sure. this. But as soon as it kind of becomes his movie, it becomes less interesting to me yeah. when he's just bringing Nolan stuff to the screen. I'm all for it. I love yeah. a lot of the first two thirds of Man of Steel. To Likewise. me, it's some yeah. like yeah. pivotal quintessential to use Nick Zednick's term. You know, it, it, it was on its way to being the definitive Superman movie. Yeah, yeah. But then once it goes into the action, you know, overdrive and, and then all the destruction and, and Superman not saving people and, and Henry Cavill's performance, unfortunately, becoming very one note because all he's doing is being an action hero, punching a dude in the face over and over again. Right. You know, the film loses its heart and its emotion there. Yeah. And that happens during Snyder's act. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I don't think it's a coincidence. I think that's what happened there. And to go back to what you were saying, sir, like, yeah, bringing in Snyder may not have been the right choice. But at the time, I, you know, I think that's the logic behind it was, well, he knows how to adapt comic book stories and make them look beautiful. And yeah. we're going to give him a script by Nolan and Goyer. So what could go wrong? Yeah. You know, but then we found out what could go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and, and on top of that, you know, we all we also know that he overrode the Nolans because they did want to send Zod back into the fandom zone. That was their plan. They wanted to leave that open for later movies. But Snyder is the yeah. one who put his foot down. And that's already been confirmed right. that he wanted the kill. So, again, as soon as it becomes Snyder's movie, that's when all the stuff that people are very mixed about happens. You know, it's like, had yeah. he actually just stuck to Nolan's intentions, I think Man of Steel would have been a much bigger success, and we would have, you know, a few Man of Steel movies in, in, yeah. in our, under our belts by now. And, and Zod was maybe the greatest DC villain we've seen so far, right? I mean, I, I, Zod, I think Zod was great, but it's funny. I, I have, and this is now, this could be a whole separate podcast, <laughs> but I wish they hadn't chosen him because... There's so many other villains out there, and yeah. by structuring Man of Steel the way they did and by having Zod again, they opened themselves up to a lot of comparisons to Superman the movie. Ah, you know, yeah. Because That's having Zod point. be – I know Zod wasn't the villain in Superman the movie, but he was the initial – like the, 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 that initial – arc for one and two Correct. was building up to his confrontation with Zod in the city. And we open up with that thing with Zod being tried in court and sent into the Phantom Zone. Like they really aped the Donner movie a lot 
which I think yeah. was a disservice. It was. Because then a lot of critics started comparing it and it became this like, now this looks inferior. If you like uh, Christopher Reeve, you know, whatever, uh, now you're going to have a hard time accepting this. Whereas if they would have just gotten something totally original, a villain we'd never seen and an angle that we hadn't quite, you know, uh, explored before, then maybe people would have accepted it as something bolder and stranger and different. But by choosing Zod and by opening on Krypton for 10 minutes, and then you're having basically Russell Crowe paraphrase the same lines that Brando that said Brando to the baby did, yes. in the thing, to then going to Smallville, to then ending up in Metropolis. Like, they aped the Donner movie a lot, yeah, and it ended up, I think, hurting it, and it informing did. a lot of the critiques around it, because people, like, you, if you're going to reference that movie, then you're you're going to create certain expectations. Yeah. Whereas if they would have just gone a different way, then people might have been a little more open-minded. You know, it's just how I'm looking at it now, six years later, having discussed this movie from every possible angle. I recently realized, like, yeah, the because the, Zod was not an A-list Superman villain up until the Donner movie. That's right. Correct. You know, like right. you, you should remember. Yeah, you do remember this. Sure. I'm sure that early on in the '70s, like he was more of like a, a C player or a B player. You know, he was yeah. not a mainline front and center Superman villain. It was literally the Donner movies that elevated Zod to that level. Right. So again, they should have gone to someone else. They should have gone to a Brainiac. I was just going to say, they find some other new variation on Lex Luthor or, you know, just going to Zod and structuring it like Superman, the movie so much, I think hurt it, but I think I already beat that down. Oh, you're right. You're absolutely (laughs) right. You know, one other gripe I got about it, and then we're going to move on, but the other thing I really hate about it too is at the very end when he when he him and Lois come together in the midst of all this carnage and destruction and everything that happens, then they embrace with that kiss. And yeah. I just find it so inappropriate <laughs> and like out of place. Is it me or I mean I no, I just I just didn't you. I just I mean, didn't I, buy the the connection and then like it's my God, man, you've just destroyed a city. And it's like, and now you're, you're, you're passionate for the woman. It's just, and yet I and love this, the right? Can I piggyback please, you please. to say on this? Cause please. I, I could explode with this topic, this right. specific moment. I got popcorn. I? Go yeah, ahead. I want you to. Yeah. Okay. I have popcorn. Please. Go ahead. So here's the thing too, you know, Snyder uses this real world aesthetic a lot throughout the film. He really wants you to feel like this, you know, what if this happened in real life? You right. know, and a lot of the marketing in the movie was staged that way. It's a lot about realism. It's less about a comic book movie and more about science fiction. It's this real interesting take on what if a superpowered alien actually arrived on Earth? How would people really respond? And he even filmed it in certain ways so it looks like a documentary and he's got yeah. the shaky cam. Right. Like he really wanted it to feel authentic and real and he, he played that card a lot of like look how realistic all of this is so with all of that in mind once that third act comes along and there's skyscrapers crashing and there's people running in the streets and it looks like 9-11 is happening you know now I, I'm not in like a cartoonish Pacific Rim world where I could just enjoy that as eye candy and sure. know that we're heading towards a happy ending no you've put me in a realistic world now where all this destruction is happening easily thousands of people are dying because we're watching entire buildings collapse onto other buildings there's no way they had time to evacuate So you're literally showing me thousands upon thousands of innocent people dying 
and you're not showing Superman going out of his way to get Zod out of there. You're not seeing him trying to save people along the way. And then here we are now in the middle of this crater, and it's a laughably huge crater. The the, the amount of Metropolis that had to have been leveled to create that crater is like insane. So here we are now. There's ashes coming out of the sky. We've been watching nothing but tragedy and destruction and explosions. And now you're going to ask me to be cool with Superman and Lois kissing (laughs) and then making a little quip, a little like, oh, I hear that's just for humans. And it's like, that's. It's just so tone deaf. It's, it insu- it's insulting, Marlo. Like, it betrays its own setup. Right. It's insulting to me. I remember sitting there, and I saw it with you, and I saw it with my mother. Yeah. And I says, I, I was like infuriated. I'm like, I don't. I mean, how does he put this in here now? Yeah. yeah. A tender moment, a makeout scene. Yeah, I oh, mean, like leading up to that, it's funny, you saw it with your mother, I brought my mother to it, because my mom and I saw a lot of Superman <laughs> Sure, me together. too, me too. Very cool. With that? I said, yeah, she saw the original ones she took me as a kid, so. That's amazing, I mean, yeah, yeah, my first movie in 1987, she took me to see Superman 4, so sure. she and I, you know, our Superman history together is very strong, That's so awesome. I brought her to Man of Steel, it was for me to see it my third time. For her, her first and really her last, because (laughs) in that same scene that we're talking about, you know how it opens with Jenny going, he saved us. Yes. yes. My mother's like, he saved what? (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing left. It's just ashes and rubble. Like, you know, like it it didn't feel like a triumphant thing. It didn't feel like, again, it's in the execution. It's in the way, because this could have been much more dramatic. But the way all of these things were laid out to us, it wasn't laid out in a way that led to the Zod kill feeling like satisfying and dramatic or tragic or anything. To me, I was so numb by that point that I didn't feel a lot when he killed Zod. I was kind of left nonplussed. I wasn't upset that he did it. I wasn't happy he did it. I'm like, all right, well, now we don't have to watch more buildings fall. Great. Exactly. You know, I, you know, it just, he exhausted me. And I feel like, I don't know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but since you guys weren't a big fan of the third act either, maybe you feel the same way. Just over those 40 minutes, 40 plus minutes of chaos, I was just exhausted by yeah. the end of that. And the, the, the Zod, you know, the, the next snap almost didn't register. Like, all right, great. It didn't feel like this earned, powerful, pivotal character building moment yeah. that I'm sure it was supposed to. Right. You're just, right on. I'm sure it- the kiss with Lois was supposed to feel nice and romantic. But again, it wasn't set up or presented in a way where it actually felt that way it felt like dude are you serious <laughs> yeah and the, and the overwhelming majority of, of the audience i think felt the way we did that's why the movie performed the way it did um you know i, I we're right on you with that it just so i think at the end of the day what we're talking about here is two just incredibly missed opportunities yeah um on what could have been the greatest and, and Superman. Also what movie. we're talking about is redemption, right? We, yes. we want these missed we, opportunities to be redeemed. Yeah, you know, Nick Zednick and I want Man of Steel to be redeemed with a proper sequel to see Cavill truly fly in a in a, in a better circumstance. And you guys want to see your Justice League redeemed. You mm-hmm. want to see okay, you want to see what Snyder built, what the original version of this was going to be, a more true and organic version of what he had been building to for those years. Mm-hmm. So we all we all just want redemption at the end of the day for these properties that we love very much. 100%, my man. So, Nikki, lead us to two, yes. right? Where are we at here? Yep. Wonderful so, conversation. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, was, this, this, yeah. This, was, this was fantastic.
<laughs> so, we are two, two and two here. Yes. So we have two Snyder cuts and two Man of Steels. Hashtag oh, yeah. Snyder cut. Yes. So now the next part that I want to add to this conversation is whether or not, and I'm I'm actually just going to ask a bunch of different questions, okay. and then we'll kind of yeah. go, okay. sure. kind of go down a, a pitting order here. So the first one I want to ask is: Does the Snyder cut or does Man of Steel two benefit more from happening? Okay. What if people love or hate the Snyder Cup more? And does that have any impact on anything whatsoever? Okay. And if the Snyder Cut is released, does that officially close the book on a cavalry turn? And do you think the Snyder Cut will tarnish Superman's brand more or less? All right. Well, so let's so go one by one. Yes. Yeah. So well, right. whichever one you guys want to start off with, we'll just uh, we'll start off that way. Oh. Let's. Right. Well, I like to take the lead on this one. You know, let me, let yeah. me, because I'm going to be short and sweet here, and I'm going to, I'm going to listen okay. to you guys. I don't think either one affects anything. I really don't. I don't think if the Snyder Cut comes out, that anything from that is going to affect whether or not a Man of Steel two gets made. I believe that decision's already made, and you know we're going to get into whether or not I think it's going to happen, but. I don't think th- these movies are these these concepts are independent of each other. I don't see this new the new Warner Brothers with AT and T. I don't think like I'm not one of these people that believes that like oh Henry's going to be portrayed some way differently or he's going to be more of the dark Superman in there, and it won't hurt him. On the other hand, I could see why Cavill probably doesn't want it to come out. Okay, that's another story. Mm-hmm. But to me, I don't think there's any downfall if the Snyder Cut comes out. I don't think it hurts anything. They've got success with Wonder Woman. They've got success with Aquaman. The sequels are coming out. Supposedly, this Flash movie's coming out. I'll believe that when I see it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know. So I'm just going to sit here and listen to you guys. I, to me, they're independent of each other. Snyder Cut can't hurt anything. And Man of Steel's either in the background, either a certain somebody's trying to get it done. We'll see what happens. Mario, what do you think? Well, yeah, just, just uh, kind of bouncing around with a couple of these questions, but uh, I'm going to go with the first one about, like, which one benefits more from happening? You know, I think, I mean, this is much my personal opinion. I think Man of Steel 2 has a much larger impact on things. If Man of Steel 2 happens, then that brings an entire, you know, it, 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 it cements, first of all, that a lot of these Justice League characters are still around. Because right now we've only really recast Batman, right? We've got Gal Gadot still uh, on the hook to be Wonder Woman for longer. We've got Jason Momoa as Aquaman. We apparently, like, you know, I'll believe it when I see it, but like you said, you know, we've got Ezra Miller still on the hook for Flash. So if Man of Steel 2 comes back, then that really also brings into focus the idea that we could get another Justice League movie yeah. at some point in the reasonable future. Whereas if, if Man of Steel continue, if Superman continues to be in limbo and then just gets rebooted, then, yeah, it really seems like we are very far from another big crossover event like that because then they're going to have to introduce a whole new Superman and somehow introduce him to Robert Pattinson, who's in his own little pocket universe. Right. And, you know, it, 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 things get really complicated without a Man of Steel 2 sequel. I, it, that's just how I look at it. Whereas 
if the Snyder Cut comes out, I'm still of the opinion that it's it's going to be treated as just like a, a collector's item. I'm with you. Just like yeah. a thing, a bit of fan service. It's not going to suddenly realign where the franchise is going. It's not going to change the canon and continuity of what they're working on. But it'll just be a neat thing that they could offer you know, uh, their, their customers. So in terms of like, so, so, so to me, like that, the benefits there are kind of minimal. Yeah. yeah they'll get some more money, uh, on the justice league, you know, release, but overall getting man of steel two going kind of like, you know, it, it, it has, it brings Superman back into the pop culture lexicon. We're having a, a Superman movie in the theaters every couple of years, having him build up a new fan base, a new generation of people getting to grow up and love Superman and it also means that we could possibly see these characters together again in another Justice League in the next five years. Whereas I, you know, I don't think releasing the Snyder Cut helps us get there. Yeah, yeah, and and I'm with you. And I actually think to go off that I completely agree with everything you said. I'm someone who wants the Snyder Cut, but I, I, I completely understand that when, if and when that comes out, I really don't think there's much of an impact. Besides, I might be happy. Right. And yeah. and we might be happy and. <laughs> right. I think and the movement in, will be happy. Yeah, and like yeah. it might be cool for like film history that like you know there was this whole other film and there was all this studio drama. Then eventually it did come out and it was better. I mean, there's a chance that it comes out and a lot of people think it's worse. <laughs> I mean, because like we said, something apparently was so bad that all these choices were made. I mean, a, a CGI face was made so. I'm with you in the sense of I think the Man of Steel 2 actually can only be beneficial. And yeah. um, and I actually think there's – there's and I don't want to speculate, but I also think there's an, another golden opportunity for it because a lot of people seem to be enjoying The Witcher at the moment. So yeah. you might get a, a larger amount of people who go – flock to see him as Superman again who didn't even see him the first couple times. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know, and who liked yeah, Cavill so much. Yeah. His is growing. Yeah. And he's dying to do it. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? So it's 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 almost like a match made in heaven because he wants to, and I think a lot of people want him to, and I even think if he came back, there would be a lot more excitement than like an eye roll. Like, oh, he's going to play Superman again. I think it's like, oh, no, wait, he's going to play Superman again. And I think – I actually think The Witcher came at a really nice time. Yeah, um, so So that's me. I, I what, what do you think, Nick? Is that Nick? <laughs> There's three Nicks. There's three I forget Nicks, Nicks. that like we have to specify for Mario's listeners. Like we're Mario's listeners. What do you think, Nick? I don't know, Nick. What do you think? What do you think? <laughs> Okay. For those of you who don't know us, we all got the same name. So why, why do you think I asked you you two Nicks to be on the podcast oh, in the first yeah. place? Never mind the three Stooges; it's the three Nicks now. It's just that he's he's not good at remembering names. That's really why he asked you to be yeah, there. Yeah, you go. Really, there you yeah. go. I'm I'm a facial guy, you know. <laughs> all right. So I've always thought that the Snyder Cut has been in a very intriguing position, regardless of it if it happens or not. Because I'm in the mindset now that people really claim that they want it, but then if it gets released, are they really just going to bash it if it gets released anyway? Do you guys get what, what, where I'm going? Well, I, I, yeah. I mean, but, but, but see, I would argue, there's like an anarchist view of it, sure. but I would argue it almost doesn't matter because yeah. 
if it if it generates buzz and a lot of conversation, a lot of people want to now get HBO mm-hmm. Max to see this infamous, bizarre, you know, Justice League movie, make a drinking game out of it. Then you know, everyone remember Warner Brothers doesn't care if you love the movie; they care that you give them your money. Yeah, right. you know, it's so that's why like. I almost it just it's just my view that it almost doesn't matter if it's better or worse or what people ultimately think of it. I think a lot of people would race to watch it just to see, just to see for themselves if it's as bad as they thought, if it's way better than they thought, or so that they could point at the other side and say, "I told you so." You know, there's going to be a lot of like extra watching of this that wouldn't happen for a normal director's cut release because of all of this drama surrounding it. So I feel like the studio wins no matter what, you know, if they really, so that's why like in terms of to the question of what if it's worse or what if people hate it or whatever, I I think it's almost irrelevant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you for, uh, thanks for clearing that up, Mario. (laughs) I have a quick question for Mario. Okay. Um, Yeah. How do you feel, because I've went kind of up and down where I think this is cool, but I also think it's it might be counterproductive and a little bit, I, I know there's some talk that like it's trolling. How do you feel about um, Zach's continuous uh, release of images and responding to people's comments and... See, How I'm do, actually glad that he's become more proactive. So, so I, I, I have two. I, I didn't like when, yeah. he, when, like the the people who are running the campaign, so to speak, were the main mouthpieces. For I it. yes, I'm yeah, with you. Their messaging was all over the place, and yeah. it was sort of hostile. And there was some people were really cool and open minded. And I've got a lot of listeners of my show who know I'm not a Zack Snyder fan, but we found common ground because they're just reasonable people. Yeah. But there's also lots of unreasonable people there. And, you know, their tactics for trying to to get this going, some of it's been just pretty like asinine stuff. So, and yeah, so to have <laughs> him kind of now steering it and not just being like, I'm going to drop a picture every three or four months. Like now that he's basically kind of seems so almost, almost taken the reins of this thing. I think it's better because now he'll be you know, he controls the messaging to yeah. a certain extent. Yeah. And and what's funny too is he's been uh, releasing the apparel as well. So I currently have one of I have the shirt he released the first time because um, I like the cause and I liked everything for it. And then one thing that really I was about ninety percent Snyder cut um, in talking about coming to do this podcast. And then I think it was last week he released the shirts. That have the Green Lantern and the Martian Manhunter logos on it. Which I purchased. Yeah. And I'm like, I need this move. I mean, I don't know if they're in it or <laughs> not. Like, end. I don't care if it's like Tomar Ray in the background for 30 seconds. Like, I'm I'm in. I saw the two logos and I'm like, all right, Zach. You, but now uh, here's the thing, though, too, that we all have to think about, especially you two who want to see this thing so badly. Yeah. Um, you got to imagine that come hell or high water, if you love this movie, you're going to have the ultimate cinematic blue balls, so to speak. <laughs> right. Because yeah. you're right, man. It's going to set up all this stuff. It's going to introduce a new Green Lantern. It's going to do this. It's going to do that. But we're the, the likelihood of any of that getting followed he's, up is pretty gone. much nil. Yeah, so you're gone. literally going to see these seeds planted right. just for the sake of seeing them planted. You know, like, are you going to be okay with that? Is my question. 
Well, mm-hmm. well, we seem to love pain, so probably. <laughs> well, now, well, now, Mario, you, you said cinematic blue balls. Was that a Watchmen reference to Doctor Manhattan? <laughs> You know, we are Snyder stands and we just don't know it. Yeah, <laughs> we might be. I don't well, know. Mario, here's yeah. what I'm planning to do. If I ever win a billion dollars, I'll throw about 350 to Zach and we'll invite the whole cast back and we'll shoot Justice League 2 and finish we'll it off. I like it. All right. I like it. Okay. We'll get Cavill back for you, Nikki. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and another thing that I think we kind of opened a little bit, and it's just the toxicity. That I think is completely just gone haywire here. I mean, Mario, Nico and I were actually having a Twitter exchange. And I'm not trying to open a can of worms here, but I'm trying to make a point of how this this movement, in my opinion, has just completely gotten out of hand. And Nico and I were talking about hype regarding DC. Right. And the current status of it. Yeah. So so, just to quickly summarize it is... um, like you said, there's that certain group of, of 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 these hardcore Zack Snyder followers who are just it's so toxic to the point where all he said all this guy tweeted was there's no longer hype for DC films. And all I did was talk about how it really seems like that's not true because since post Snyder, um I, I gave him credit for still having casted Gal Jason, etc. But the two billion dollar films, and then all the way Twitter exploded for the Wonder Woman trailer, and yeah, I Joker. think Birds of Prey is going to be pretty good too. So I said, hey, I don't know. I feel like the hype is pretty okay, and it turned into they're sending me articles of BVS DVD sales. I'm living in some fantasy world. Zach didn't yeah. finish his vision. I go. That's not even what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I flat out, I said, and then all of it stopped when I said, no, guys, I, I, I want the Snyder Cut, too. It's not what I'm talking And then it all just stopped. There were no more tweets. There is, but it turned into, I'm brainwashed by Warner Brothers. I'm like, it, it, I, I feel like there's hype, but we won't get into that. Nah, but it's just, no, it's, just, it's, just it's just you said yeah. that, and I think he yeah. wanted to comment on that. The, I will, the DCEU ahead. is alive Maybe not the connected DCU, yeah. but the films are alive and well. They're they're in good hands with good directors. That's I think I think here. the arrow's pointing up. We just need a little bit of a break going forward with a with a Man of Steel two, and um and and you know maybe the Flash and and I know we're gonna get Green Lantern series. I still would like to see that on the big motion picture, but. Back to the subject. I heard yes. that the movie is not dead. Uh, a oh, buddy yeah. of mine who's uh, given me some inter- interesting whispers in the past recently touched base with me to be like, "Yeah, the the movie's still like on the way, even despite okay. the series being cool. going as cool. yeah, being announced." So I don't know how they're going to swing this. I don't know if like it's going to be like a movie and the series is a companion piece, or mm. if it's going to be just two different, completely different things. But cool. yeah, like one is apparently not canceling out the other because that Green Lantern movie. Is still moving forward. Oh, that's Very good. Cool. That's good to yeah. know because my biggest concern was that the series just kind of, kind of killed any chances. Yeah, I thought it big... would cannibalize it, but no, mm-hmm. apparently not. Yeah. So we uh, <laughs> okay. Love it. So I never. Uh, I guess I never answered the uh, the last part of whether or not I think it would close the book on a Cavill return, and just like you two gentlemen, one with, or I guess when you know we're talking about. 
we saw Superman with our mothers, and I saw it with mine. And my all-time favorite moment of that movie is not actually the the scene with Joel with the ideal to strive towards, which is a very incredible scene. But mine is when Zod actually is threatening Martha at the yeah. pet farm. Yeah. And Superman just comes storming through. And yes, and I and the, the second that I saw that scene, it completely hit me right in the heart. Yeah. And I said that this guy is my Superman. It's mm-hmm. not that every time I see the guy, he's talking about how much he loves being in the suit, which I always love hearing mm-hmm. from yeah. my actors. But then, you know, I, I'm seeing stuff from Cavill where he's kind of playing coy now, and it's like, oh, it's not Wellsy, it's Yolsey. I'm like, no, dude, okay? It's like, you're either Superman or you're not. Well, and it's, I get it, but... That's interesting verbiage. Yes. The Yolsey, so, not Wellsey. Well, Mario, what do you yeah. think? I, I, we know you, you get some insight. Where, where do you think everything stands with Cavill at this minute? Yes. At this moment, I, I, all I could do is speculate... But okay. I yeah. get the sense something's happened. I don't know what. I don't know if he's just trying to, you know, make it seem that way. I, I should also note this. I've recently learned that like his team was the one that was like the driving force for a lot of Superman information that was popping up in 2018. Like Danny Garcia and them were the ones really trying to create a lot of buzz around there being another Henry Cavill Superman movie coming. And was it because I because I heard a lot about this movement. I would I would talk about it on the show and I would report mm-hmm, on it. Mm-hmm. But what I found out was that you know the, the interest was very sort of one sided. It was it, it was very at that point it was just Cavill's team that really wanted to get these things going. Mm-hmm. And so I know that these guys can be really aggressive. So when I see the you'll see not we'll see stuff, a part of me wants to just go yes, this means that there's definitely a deal that's been struck. But I also know how hyper-aggressive they've been in the past. And I don't know if he's trying to force their hand. I don't know if it's through a combination of, like, you know, people seem to want it and The Witcher's a hit. So, come on, what are you waiting for? You know, it's I, I'm honestly, like, I'm mixed on it. My gut tells me that it's always good to have Dwayne Johnson. I was just going to, wow. okay. I was, you know, we, we are. We were going to segue into that, and, actually, Mario. This is perfect. Yeah. And, and, I, yeah. And, 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 <laughs> but, yeah, but like, as part of little inside things I do here, I have had a friend of mine somewhat close to the situation say that, like, Dwayne Johnson is like a guardian angel here. So I know that, you know, apparently, you know, and, and, I, and I've written about this and I've talked about this. Yeah, yeah. Johnson's made no secret about it. He wants his Black Adam to interact with Henry Cavill's Superman. And they're both, you know, they're kind of in this together. And now with the recent movement on Black Adam, um, yeah, I feel like there's a very good possibility, more so than there has been in a while, that we're going to see Cavill back under the red cape. I do feel that way. It's, and wow. in terms of like, and how it connects to the Snyder Cut, any sort of relation to that is, you know, I'm of the belief that Cavill is glad to turn the corner on the Snyder chapter of yeah. this Superman. Yeah. He really kind of wants to go off and tell some other kinds of stories with other kinds of filmmakers because some of his recent quotes, as I've discussed, you know, he's mentioned thinking that Man of Steel was a great start 
but that BVS kind of was more of a Batman movie, and and, and he's mentioned stuff about stylistic errors have been made. Yeah. Like he's not really on board with no. where Snyder was taking things. He enjoyed his experience on Man of Steel and thought that was a good step one. But homie is still waiting for step two. Yeah, yeah. you know, so he is, and, and, and you know, and really, whether... he he deserves it. I mean, I you know. Absolutely. I don't think any of us here disagree that he he really has not been given the proper material shot. and a and fair shot. Though, but I, I but I think that's why, like left to his own you know devices, he doesn't really want the Snyder cut to come out because he doesn't want people being reminded of the same polarizing yeah. Superman that led him into being in this situation. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not a dummy. He knows that if people absolutely adored his Superman and that it had made truckloads at the box office and the critics loved it and the fans loved it. He knows that he wouldn't have to be fighting so hard to get his sequel. So he knows that there's a perception problem with this Superman that he's portrayed. So I don't think he's in any rush to attach his face or name to the release of the Snyder Cut. And honestly, I mean, I I can't blame him. Well, here's hoping because, yeah, I mean, you hit it right on the head with with Black Adam because I can see that his maybe the next time and maybe I'm being optimistic here, but my gut and and just speculation is telling me that maybe there is an appearance in that movie by him. Yeah, um, even just Superman. like a post-credit scene, one hundred percent. You know, but like I, I think that they they've worked something out. Right, I really do. And Mario, how ironic would it be? In the Black Adam, what we've heard about it, that possibly we're going to see the Justice Society, which oh, I know. which is really like an all-time, you know, second favorite team to me besides the Avengers, obviously, yeah. and Justice League first. But how, how, how ironic would it be if Black Adam comes out with the power of Dwayne Johnson, his mass appeal, and it's a massive hit, and the Justice Society are in it, and, and it totally outperforms Justice League. What kind of a world am I living in here? We're in 2022. Is that when it comes out, gentlemen? 2021. 2021. That I can sit here, and Nick knows my son. I have all the Justice Society omnibuses. He's a big Hawkman guy. I got big Hawkman guy, Mario. Big Hawkman oh, yeah. well, guy. I'll tell you right now, I'm looking at the official, yeah, this is confidential stuff, but I'm looking at the casting grid for Black Adam right now. Yeah. And the names on this roster are epic. I mean, they're, they're casting for a Black Adam. I mean, not casting for Black Adam. But they're casting for Hawkman and Isis and Adam Smasher and Stargirl and Dr. Fate and Hawkgirl. So cool. Like, this is going to be bananas. It's this unbelievable. It's going to be insane. So as, as much sadness as I do have about Justice League, Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, I, and again, we we believe in the Rock. You know, I believe if anybody could pull some of this off here, I have complete I, faith in in whatever he does. You know, he's not gonna he's not gonna release a product or do anything that uh, he's gonna do it the right way. I think so. I agree. I agree, and, and, I, and I think it's notable, by the way. And I'm meaning to talk about this. So I'm glad that you guys gave me a chance to talk about it because I keep meaning to bring it up on my show. But I'll just give it to you guys. Um, I've always kind of like I, I, I've always noticed a trepidation from Johnson when it comes to the DCEU. These last couple of years, why even while Snyder's movies were being released and Suicide Squad was coming out, like before all the crazy things that happened in 2017, 
you know, he was asked questions frequently about, is this all connected? Is your black Adam going to show up? Mm. He is going to be part of this same world. And he's always given these like oddly sort of like evasive answers where it's like, yeah, we're connected, but we're also, you know, we're doing our own thing. Like, I don't have the quotes in front of me, but there's a history of that. If you look back through some old comments and I feel like, you know, he saw the writing on the wall also that these films were not, really connecting with the types of wide, broad, four-quadrant mm -hmm. audiences that he thinks it should be. Now, this is a guy who comes now from the Fast and Furious franchise. Mm -hmm. He knows what makes a big, well-oiled, you know, insane uh, money-printing machine. Yeah. And he's been trying to, like, keep his distance from the Snyder stuff, from, you know, the, some of the early DCEU stuff. And I think that's one of the reasons why he's having Justice League introduced in his film, because, like, he doesn't really want to... I mean, Justice League, um, Justice Society. Society. Right. Because... He's like, he doesn't really want to mingle with that team because he knew that that team was going to be in tatters by the time his movie came out. <laughs> he that's, probably that's... knew, like, this isn't going to work, so I can't incorporate myself into this. But how about I bring another famous DC team in and that, and I can kind of help control how that goes? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think, like, as cool as it's going to be, I think there's also some pretty savvy business maneuvering behind this decision. Yeah. Wow. I would agree, man. I, I think you're spot on with that because The Rock, you're, you're absolutely right on that. He was very coy for a few years here. Yeah. And, and kind and of, he's, right. And right. he's a producer on this one, so he has a very vested interest. It's not just yeah. like he wants to get a paycheck and get out there. He wants to grow out this Black Adam and little like Shazam you know, universe here. Mm -hmm. So, and Superman's already kind of technically part of it thanks to the end of yeah. Shazam. So yeah. I really do think... Mm -hmm that we are as close as we've been in a very long time to Man of Steel 2 actually happening, but also simultaneously. To go with the thesis of this podcast, I also think we're the closest we've ever been to the Snyder Cut coming out. Yeah, I would agree. So it's a very unique time. Yeah, we may get the best of both worlds here. Yeah. We but, might both be happy yeah. by, by the... I mean, I'll be happy with the Superman sequel as well. Like, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the, I mean... Could you imagine if we actually get the both of them? You know? Yeah. yeah. It's Beautiful. possible. I think it's possible. Mario, I kind of, I just want to ask you two quick questions, and then I'm going to give my guy Nico here a little bit of a, a tangent here to go on. Oh, no. So okay. I don't know what the tangent is. So well, I don't know either. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure you got one. Uh, so you, you had mentioned how The Rock has always been very fond of, of Cavill, and I don't know if you maybe you might have answered it. Alrighty, but do you think that The Rock only signed on to Black Adam because he knew he'd get Cavill back? And um, I mean, I, yeah, not really. Ahead. I think okay. he's. I mean, he's been signed on for years, and okay. I think. You know, he's been sort of stalling for the stars to align. I think he wanted to create some space between himself and what was going on in 2016 and then what happened in 2017. So and look, and look how much space he gave himself. He's coming out in 2021. Yeah. So he really mm -hmm. wanted to put some distance between himself and what had come before. Um, and then I think now the situation with Cavill, you know, I think it's just a matter of, you know, he wanted it to happen. And... You know, I, I think see, it's hard to it, it's really kind of hard to pit and kind of put myself in his in his shoes. But I, I do kind of get the sense that now that that some time has really passed and Justice League and all the other stuff is firmly in the in the rearview mirror, he still sees that his friend, Henry, 
can do a lot with this Superman role. And I do feel like he probably put his foot down to give like the final okay and create that release date. Yeah. You know, so I think what kicked Black Adam from sort of loosely happening to now supposedly coming out at this date with this script and it's already all the pieces are falling into place. I think what led to that was him stipulating that he wanted Henry in there. But again, that's my hunch. I don't want to, you know, it's not the, I, I don't know that for a fact, but that seems to be what, what, what has transpired. And do you think that it was, it was the right call for Cavill to demand the uh, creative control or was it, or was that completely like, See, here's the thing, John, I'm of, of two minds. Cause on the one hand, I understand where he's coming from. Cause as someone who had just been in a couple of highly polarizing Superman appearances, he wanted to make sure this time around he had, you know, he could make sure that it's a film he's very proud to be a part of and that it's a story and a, and a, a depiction of the character that, you know, he you know grew up wanting to play. You know, so I, I think he's, you know, I understand where he's coming from and being sort of protective and not wanting to continue to do a version of the character that leads to this sort of like kind of polarizing response. Because look, and, and I don't want to overstate the qualms with Man of Steel, because on paper, Man of Steel was received pretty well by fans. You know, it got an A minus cinema score. Yes, critics were harsher. They were mixed. But, you know, p fans seemed to like it. So that's why I don't want to oversight. I know people are going to listen to this perhaps and be like, you know, how, why do you keep saying that Superman was polarizing? People loved Man of Steel. A lot of people think that people loved Man of Steel. But I think what also happened with Man of Steel is these discussions that we had tonight, mm -hmm. that it led to a lot of heated polarizing debates. And so opinions have like evolved and in some cases calcified or become even more intense in these last six years. I don't even know how I got into that just now. That was no. just a tangent. No, I no you're, you're, you're absolutely right on that. <laughs> I, I think we're all in agreement with you on that. Yeah. So it's just like, I feel like he's, you know, he, he's, he has every right to want to make sure that that doesn't happen again. But also, if you're the studio, you're going, buddy, you've, we've given you three movies yeah. as Superman now, and none of them really did what we wanted them to do. Mm -hmm. you know, Man of Steel was, was, a, was a decent hit, but at the time, from the men who gave you the Dark Knight trilogy, yeah. like, they were trying to set this up to be some massive, huge thing. And it did all right. And, and the funny thing is, adjusted for inflation, you know, it, domestically, it didn't even do that much better than Superman Returns. You yeah, know, it, it's, it's yeah. funny to think that yeah, that's in terms really of tickets crazy. sold, sure. you know, adjusted for inflation, only made like 66 million more than Superman Returns did. So it's like they really came in hoping that Man of Steel would be this big, you know, awesome gigantic spectacle and it did all right it did okay and then bvs and that's the funny thing too nico you mentioned earlier about how you know you thought it made enough money to warrant a sequel and you know you know the tinkering took you by by surprise with bvs you know with mm -hmm. justice league yeah. following bvs but that's also the crazy subplot in all this which is the way that warner brothers invested their resources with bvs that movie was so expensive but Good even point. though yeah. it made Good 873 point. million, Deadline was able to deduce that it only actually turned a 105 million dollar profit. Yeah, wow. that's terrible. I know. You know what I mean? Like so that, when yeah. you're making almost 900 yeah. mil, 
and the studio's only getting back 105 yeah, of that, yeah. you know, they're going to start going, well, this isn't working. You know Good what I mean? Point. So like, that's what led to a lot of the panic. But then again, you're also right, whichever one of you said it, that had the Ultimate Edition been released, maybe it, you know, we wouldn't be here. So mm-hmm. you then, so is it the chicken or the egg yeah, yeah. that screwed this whole yeah, thing? Yeah, I, I mean, I still think if, that, if that's what got released to the theaters, I think they would have hit their billion dollars. And I think yeah, it might and that's an interesting point. And now we, it's one of those what ifs, one of those forks in the road that we have to wonder what right. would have happened, you know? Yeah. So, so we, one kind of final question on the Superman idea here is if, if Cavill is in fact out, um, do you think we would still get a Superman film soon? Do you think if it's not him, it's nobody for a long, long time? Do you think it's going. To Supergirl, what what would your gut? What would you, as a fan, what do you what do you think? I think right now, you know, Warner Brothers is being a way more conservative than they had been in the first few years of this DCEU venture. Mm-hmm. You know, after Man of Steel came out, you know, between 2013 and 2015, you know, there was a lot of tinkering with what happens next and how to get there next and how many steps we're going to need to get there next. And so a lot of things were put into production kind of stacked on top of each other. So while one movie is getting made, two others are being filmed or they're at different levels of production. And so it led to this logjam where when they finally started getting feedback from the audience as to how they're receiving these movies, they realized, whoa, the trains already left the station. And now mm-hmm. we have to try to tinker movies that are already on their way out. I mean, it's such a you know haphazard uh, mess. No, 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 you're good. I'm saying like, so, so if Cavill is in fact out, um, do you think oh, yeah, okay, they okay, would okay. still so, try? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. They had been super like planning way ahead. They announced a slate in 2014 that covered them for the next six years. Oh, you know, I remember they, they were getting that. Yeah. way ahead of themselves yes. at some point. And then after Justice League and after the merger and new, you know, new people have come in and, you know, it's like a new sheriff in town and they're much more wait and see. And they're much more, they want to see, mm-hmm. you know, kind of let, let the audience inform them on where to go next. And right now, I feel like they're not exactly in some kind of rush to get Superman going. They're more excited about, you know, either introducing new characters or reinvigorating some old ones. So that's why I think there's a kind of like an emphasis on fresher characters right now. Got it. You know, Wonder Woman, yeah, yeah, we've seen her a couple of times, but she still is pretty much new. Because when we met her only three years ago, that's the first time we'd ever seen Wonder Woman on screen. Yeah, that's right. You okay. know, so she's still new, and Aquaman is still new. Birds of Prey is going to be, you know, a total kind of like a, a curveball for people. But it's like, you know, DC, like they they want to show you new, fun, cool stuff. James Gunn, you know, with the creative freedom he's being given for Suicide yeah. Squad, yeah. the types of characters he's bringing in, and all that, like, you know, they seem to want to try to invest in some of their B and C level characters, mm. you know, before they try to get back, you know, the, the, the Titans again. You know, that's why like Batman yeah. still comes out in another year and a half. You know, they, they, they really spaced that out because even though Matt Reeves has had this job since early 2017, which means we probably could have had a Batman movie this year, yeah. in 2019, if we wanted. Wow. But they've purposely yeah. kind of like held off because they want to give some fresh faces a chance to kind of like – 
you know, build up the fan base and get other people, you know, just create new forms of excitement for DC instead of going back to Superman and DC and Batman all the time. Yeah, know? I agree. I think Great you need. Point. I think yeah. you needed some time to. For Batman, I mean, while while as a Batman fan, I would have liked this movie Fast Track, and it seems like Matt Reeves has been working on this for about 10 years, it seems yeah. like to me. But I think it makes perfect sense. Well, Mario, I have this this fantasy, this vision that if indeed Henry Cavill is out, um, you think you I'm have gonna, a solution? I have a solution to this. Oh, bring it so on. So before, before the, the team-up movie happens, there's obviously going to be his own movie. So I'm already going to assume that the Superman movie gets made with this actor, but I'm looking at a movie called World's Finest in about, what are we in? It's maybe about 2026 with Robert Pattinson as Batman and Michael B. Jordan as Superman. <laughs> I think... Uh, now, would Michael B. Clark or would he be that yeah, other... You know uh, what? I, I forget the name, but yeah, there is like a black Superman. I'm not, sure, Clark I'm not sure because I, I think he's good enough that he could do either role. And I just think I just think that you'd have two. If now Pattinson has to nail this, obviously he has to nail this. There's yeah. pressure on him. Um, I'm pretty confident that he will. I think he will. I think I'm he on will. The, I'm on the Pattinson bandwagon. And I think you bring Michael B in, and I think you're. I think you've got these two dynamic actors, different takes from both of them, and I think you would bring in an audience. That would rival. I just think the mass appeal of these two young gentlemen and the great actors that they are. I think this could breathe life into the franchise. How everybody else fits in it, you know, still having Gal down the road and, and Jason, they're all certainly young enough in Ezra. And I think people might forget about the train wrecks or whatnot. But if it, if you don't go with Henry, I, I just, I like it. You know, I mean, I, I hate to see them... Cast another British actor or whatnot. I, I just think maybe this is what the fresh, the blood, DC taking some chances here. So you think and like a really huge reinvention in terms of I just think how Michael it looks, B. Jordan yeah. Is, yeah, is a great actor. Yeah. And I think he could I think he could be Superman. I think he could be He's Superman. He's gotta be John Stewart though. No. <laughs> Yeah, no. and, I, and I, I, I get what you're saying. Like it, the the idea is to basically reboot Superman alongside the rebooted Batman. Correct. You have and, to do the you know, two. You have to do the him. two. Go ahead. You have to do the two of them within a, within a certain time frame, so that yeah. it works. You know. So like, I got you. You know, Batman comes out 2021. Maybe the Superman movie comes out 2023. Then they maybe they do two solo movies or whatnot, and then. Then you've got this dynamic, and then maybe we could finally get this Superman Batman team up that I've been waiting my whole life for. Um, yeah, where they don't have to be adversaries. It can be. It could be the dynamic between them is the respect, and yeah, they're always a little worried about each other. That's going to be there. That dynamic's always there. But, but, but coming together because at the end of the day, I still think a lot of people were soured on the fact that they fought each other. The mass audience. Yeah. I still think that as well as we liked it and we thought the story was told and it made sense, and I still think at the end of the day, you know, the overall audience for these films are not guys like you and I and my son and Nick here. I mean, you know, we, we can certainly support these films and there's a strong base and a contingent, but you know yourself that the, the guy that sits home and decides what movie he's going to go see is listening to Rotten Tomatoes, is listening to the critics, 
Yeah. And he makes his money, he makes his decision on where he wants to spend his money. Mm-hmm. You know? And just so, to kind of piggyback onto what you're saying, too, like, as much as I'm championing uh, Man of Steel 2, you know, don't get me wrong. If if they announce tomorrow that there's going to be a new Superman's, you know, franchise kind of, you know, a, a reboot kind of, and that a, a filmmaker like a Matt Reeves or better is going to be given the creative freedom to build out a whole new exciting Superman mythology on the big screen and it's coming out in 2022 or 2023, like, I'd be all in for that too. You know, so, right? so yeah, I, I'm with you on the idea of if, if they can successfully relaunch him and then eventually we can have the Pattinson Batman and this new Superman, that would be pretty excellent. I mean, it still also calls in, it, it, to me, it also brings in the continuity issues that I've discussed on some recent episodes of my show, where it's, it, where it's like, it's just strange that these other Justice League characters now exist in a world without <laughs> a Batman in it. Isn't yeah. it? Exactly. What about J.J. You know, Abrams? Is J.J. Abrams the guy? I mean, if Abrams, yeah, and listen, if they announce that Abrams is doing Superman tomorrow, then I'm already on my way to Burbank. To there get you go. <laughs> that's what I want. That's what I wanted Adam to boy, hear. I love that. That's right, because that's my personal wish. Yeah. It, it, as much yeah. as we, as much as we sat here today, and, and yes, if the if the guy comes to the house and he's got Man of Steel two or Snyder Cut, I want to see Snyder Cut. I would love to see JJ take over the franchise. I really yeah. would. Yeah. And I would agree. I'm with you there. Yeah, and 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 it's kind of like what you said on your show. He's been able to. It's so impressive. He's been able to to successfully reinvent and draw in a fan base to these older established things, and somehow create yeah, the new like, like and blend it with the old. Yeah, and he knows how to breathe exactly. new life into old stuff. And I'm someone, too, and we've talked about it, all three of us, we very much enjoyed um, The Rise of Skywalker. And I'm yeah. excited to hear your recent show about it. I didn't have a chance all day, but I, um, yeah. I'm i still itching to go back for a second viewing because I read what you said, how it goes so much deeper than what we think. So we had a whole show about it. And then as we're talking, I was liking it way more and way more, and then I couldn't get the idea of he's probably the guy to save Superman right now. I think it's, so. it's, oh, yeah. it's, it was the only thing I kept thinking about. So that I was just me. Yeah. And, 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 and to think too, that he and Reeves have working history together. They come here, they're part of, yeah. they produce things together mm -hmm. and Abrams helped make Cloverfield and all this sort yeah. of stuff. So the idea of Abrams coming in and now being a natural collaborator with Reeves, then absolutely, then now World's Finest is very much on the horizon. And then it continues to get more and more interesting because J.J. Abrams was once going to make Superman flyby with Henry Cavill. Yeah. That's right. So it's yeah. like if, he, if, if he's in the picture, that also helps. So here you have Dwayne Johnson who wants Henry back. You have Abrams who already has somewhat of a connection to Henry as Superman. Mm -hmm. So it, it'd be interesting to see the stars align in this way. But but but. but Again, though, the continuity thing. What happens now if Abrams decides we're going to bring back Cavill and we're going to continue that, but, you know, with a new creative direction? And how do we make the world's finest thing with considering Pattinson is technically often a different pocket universe that has nothing to do with, you know, Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot and Ezra Miller and Jason Momoa? Like, isn't this going to be strange to have a Batman that is set just in a in a totally different timeline. 
Yeah, I'm with you. And that's the only thing where we keep talking about this idea of an eventual another JL film with with these people. It is hard to think like, well, how do they make it work? And well, I this just is feel like podcast because I just yeah. We always talk about and I talk about this all the time. Could they make another Justice League movie without Batman? Um mm. I don't know. That's yeah. tough. You know, and, and listen, I'm one of the guys too that I feel like you know, Batman in the Justice League could be as he is in the comics a lot where he's kind of calling the shots, maybe behind the scenes. He's not quite in all the action scenes, mm-hmm. um, you know, sort of like the leader. The yeah. yeah, yeah. And, 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 but again, how do we, toys. how do we, <laughs> there you go. How do we do this? Right. How do you, how do you throw patents and could, would the audience forgive? Would the audience not care now because you've got Henry back? He's dynamic. You've got everybody else. Would the mass audience be like, oh, yeah, Robert Pattinson is Batman. He's in the new Justice League movie. I don't know. That To me, that is the million-dollar question. Too. Right. Or, or do we go ahead and introduce a second Batman? You know, someone who basically is meant to be like a stand-in for the Affleck Batman. You know, sure. I wish they get Affleck back, but I really don't think they could. But basically someone who would play that one. That version of Bruce Allah Batman. John, Allah John Hamm? for Justice League. How about a John Hamm there, Mario? What's that? Like a John Hamm? Yeah, like you get someone yeah. who's in that age range, who's sure. got the jaw, who just He's has to be there to be <laughs> Batman for a few key moments. There you go. Yeah. You know, but, and there's just a stand, and you could have Jeremy Irons in there for those scenes, like to make yeah. it clear. You, you really like, could. Oh, this is that Batman. Okay, gotcha. Exactly. I mean, if it could work for Don Cheadle, I mean, I know it was one movie. It was only his one War movie. Machine. Yeah, his War Machine. Yeah. Oh no, you but, don't be comparing War but, Machine to Batman. No, I'm just saying, like, it can. I think it can be done. I think it can be done I think too. It can be done, I do too. But I mean, do we start getting crazy with like Earth Two is Robert Pattinson? <laughs> Yeah, this, well, it's going to get pretty. It's going to be very interesting to see how they handle the continuity in the in the years to come, especially with all of these projects that are basically right out of the Batman mythology. Yeah, all set in a world that has no Batman in it. You know, Birds of Prey, Suicide Squad. Uh, I mean, anything. Honestly, even anything with Aquaman, Wonder Woman, or Flash. You know, they're all built. On the seeds of the DCEU, where there is exactly. that Batman. Yeah. So it's just going to be weird to have all these films coming out, and there's not really a Batman there's that exists no Batman. in that right. world. Yeah. You know, right. It's like weird. So Mario, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up a little bit, but Nick just brought up a funny thing. You did watch the Crisis on Infinite Earths, right? The did you? I watched the first three episodes. Okay. I didn't see the finale. So tell them what you said, Nick. What Batman do you not want? So I don't want the Earth-72 Batman or, or whatever Earth Connor's Batman. Yeah, the Kevin Yeah. Well, he's yeah. dead, so. Yeah. He's dead anyway. He Good was killed. Yeah. And you know what sucked about that, too? Like, that you could tell that they weren't really able to mix the, the sound and make it actually sound like Batman's voice. Like, it no, shows you that on the animated stuff, yeah. they right. must have some settings to make yeah. him, that, that help make his sound, his voice sound a certain way. Because mm-hmm. when he was on the screen, I did a thing where, like, I closed my eyes and tried to be like, oh, wow, it's Batman. But it didn't really feel like It didn't Batman. sound like, It didn't yeah. really sound like Batman. Yeah. <laughs> he no. sounded like an old man. Not he sounded nothing like was Batman. Was not happy to be there. And I always tell I always tell everyone when when I read comics, I, it's his voice that's in my yeah. mind. Yeah. You yeah. know, when I'm reading the Batman comic, you know, 
So our illustrious leader, Nick, what do we have left here now? We so I want to take a lot of Mario's time here. He's been very generous. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel bad. It's late. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you, thank I you so much. I appreciate it, Mario, so much. My um, pleasure. I'm happy to be here. I think I think we've had a very uh, nice, spirited chat here tonight, guys. Spirited, go work. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, think, I agree, I think, and I, I think that's the word. There's some more fertile ground to be mined some other time. So Absolutely. yeah, we would we would we would, lo we would love the opportunity. We come up with something. We would love to talk to you again. Um, yeah. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Like I said, I've. Uh, I had my son point me to your podcast. I was upset <laughs> because you were talking a lot of nonsense about the Justice League <laughs> movie getting 75%. You know. I didn't see it. I saw the movie. I don't know what you were talking about to me. No, I'm kidding. You were, you were spot on, and I've listened to you ever since. And uh, That's great. It's great Thank to you, have sir. a fellow. I, I know that you know we like it all, but I, I always get the feeling you're more of a DC universe. Um, oh, yeah. I'm totally a DC guy, which is know. why I also feel that same that, that pang in my heart when I realized that the Justice League is like an afterthought right yeah. now, and all these kids are yeah. running around thinking the Avengers are the coolest ever. It's like, right. no, you have no idea what this yeah. is supposed to be. Right. And <laughs> you know anyway. what? And again, I'm not, you know, I like Marvel. I've, I've, I, you know, I love a lot of it, and I love the way they did it, and it's a damn shame we didn't have a Kevin Fahey over, overseeing everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's really, to me, what kind of made the difference here is that, they gave the vision. They let Zach kind of do what he wanted. You, you were right on with all your assessments of Nolan and everybody. But there still should have been some creative person there kind of saying, look, we should do this. We can't yeah. do this or whatever. And well, here's the interesting thing, though, too, because, you know, again, there's so many subplots to this. And there's going to be an amazing documentary film made one day. Yeah. You always I say, yeah. I always say, yeah. The, one of the other subplots is like Jeff Johns uh, yes. was kind of that guy. Like, you know, he had been dispatched by DC Entertainment to work on Wonder Woman, but he was meanwhile sort of locked out of the process when it came to Man of Steel and BVS. And he talked about that mm -hmm. in an interview with Vulture about how, like, you know, he loves these characters and he really was like not allowed in on the process of crafting those movies. And when you look at the movies that he has been able to touch, you know, look, okay, I mean, the work speaks for itself. He worked on Wonder Woman. He worked on Shazam. You know, he's working on that Green Lantern movie that's apparently still coming out. But, like, his movies are well-received. The stuff that he actually gets to work on and kind of help you know, creatively assist where he can kind of be that central DC brain that makes sure that this stuff comes out, you know, that the quality is of a certain, you know, level. You know, I think that the quality, he, he's shown that he can do it. Yeah. You know, and Aquaman. It, yeah. Aquaman's another one where he had a lot of, you know, and that's a billion dollar movie that he, that he helped make with James Wan. And they, and they you really know? should have had him from the get go. You're again, you're a hundred percent right there. He, he should have been involved right from the very beginning. Yeah, and they locked him out. You know, the, the, the Snyders. And listen, I don't want to like disparage, but you know, but like you know, the, the Snyders apparently just they they kind of closed the door on him. And he talked about that in the Vulture thing that yeah. he was just he was shut out of that process. And you know, it, it makes you uh, in terms of like the what ifs. You know, it's like what if. Jeff Johns had just been able to give some script, you know, script notes, or just kind of been given a little more power over how Man of Steel and BVS went. Who knows how things would have gone? Also, you know, right. and you know, uh, and I'm not sure why anybody thinks or, or is blaming him for Justice League. I, I've seen some pretty bad takes lately, where where people think like he's to blame. I mean, I 
I'm not quite sure where that comes from. I think it's, he he made a, a still watchable, enjoyable. He did film the best for what he for, could, and he got thrown like into a situation. Audience, right, yeah. exactly. The poor guy. I, mean, I talked about it. I did a whole tweet thread about it. Yeah, I saw. We were right there with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but just to sort of summarize, like he was put in an insane situation where the studio is like, "Listen, these characters are not connecting right now." And what can we do? And then he offered his input and his insight, and they're like, "Hey, good, rewrite Justice League." And you're going to rewrite it basically, you know, in 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 the weeks leading up to the production and during production, you're going to be rewriting scripts like on the fly. Like there's going to be a lot of this weird massaging of the movie while it's being actively filmed. You know what I mean? Like, it's insane. It's, it's it's a situation that even like a veteran Hollywood screenwriter and producer would have a very tough time, you know, handling. Yeah. And Jeff Johns, this is not something he really does. You know, he offers some creative notes. He writes the comics. But, you know, he's not really known for being a guy who writes the greatest script ever. Who yeah, knows how that's to, you know, right. you know that, that's not his yeah. forte. He hasn't done that yet. So to ask him to basically fix Justice League without giving him any time to adequately do it justice <laughs> just, word, yeah. uh, on purpose yeah. <laughs> do it you know, do justice league justice um you know it, it's 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 unbelievable to now think that people are now pointing the finger at him just because he disagreed with 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 uh, snyder's creative flourishes doesn't make him the enemy you know, a lot of people disagree with Snyder's creative flourishes. Right. Yeah. And just because he was the one who was given the unenviable task of trying to fix them without being given any time to do so, doesn't mean he's a villain. No. Uh, you, it's you're, not fair. You're absolutely right. Je you know, <laughs> yes, I'll just – I'll close with what I say. Jeff Johns is, is, is one of the most historical, important parts of the DC I history agree. and universe. And he's written some of the greatest comics in the last 20, 25 years – his takes on he, everything yeah, he touches, he you know, I mean, he's brought life back into the Justice Society, Shazam, Green Lantern. Look, man. Yeah. If, if, oh, Green Lantern Rebirth. Yeah. I mean, that got me into Hell Jordan right. and all that. So yeah. anybody that follows the DC Universe or even the movies, I think they just got to take a hard look and understand that this is someone that's his champion for the cause. He's not there to hurt anything or, or to... Uh, to to not to to obscure someone's vision. Jeff Johns yeah. is a true hero in the DC universe. Absolutely. Bam. Well. All right. <laughs> wow. Beautifully said. Anything else Beautifully to close, said. Nico? No, man. I'm 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 excited because we're still getting DC films. So. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's yes. Yeah. The the future looks bright, and I guess we. There's still a shot that our wishes from this very conversation happen, and if not, I'm sure I've enjoyed a lot of the last slate of films. The next ones look really promising. I'm in for Rob, in for Gal. I love Ezra. I hope I hope that movie happens, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, so thank you so much, man. It was yeah. it was Mario, it was a pleasure. Yeah. Is there anything that, that you want to plug real quick yeah, before we uh, before we wrap up oh, here? Oh, I just want to say that you know episode 106 of the Fanboy Podcast arrived uh, earlier today. With you know today being January, I mean I don't know when you. I'm not sure what day you guys are dropping this, but on Thursday, January 2nd, episode 106 of the Fanboy came out, and we we were talking about our shared enjoyment of the rise of Skywalker. Can't wait. And you know if, if that's the case, then you're going to like this episode because it's almost entirely 
talking about the mythology of the rise of Skywalker and how it people are actually selling it short by only focusing on what they perceive to be pandering about bringing back Palpatine Mm. and all this stuff that people Mm. are kind of only on the surface looking at. I'm looking under the hood and there's a lot of good under there. And I talk about that in long form on this week's show of the fanboy podcast. Can't wait. Can't wait. Happy New Year as well. Yeah, happy New Year. (laughs) Happy New Year. Year. All right. And I guess a happy special New Year to uh, the rest of the listeners out there as well. Yeah, absolutely. Happy New Year. I'm just going to reiterate that at the end of the day, DC is winning. You want to know why? Because they're still making these movies of make-believe, and we're still getting them in the theater. And we're still loving them. Snyder Snyder Cut or Man of Steel 2, one isn't wrong for one and the other. And I just want people to reiterate that. Yeah. It's okay to want something. And it's okay to debate it, but do so in a way that's not attacking somebody else for Fair. wanting what well they said, want. Nick. So well we're all just fans here. We all yeah. just want to watch all this awesome cape stuff and, all... and sit there with big silly grins on our faces. We're all on the same side. All here. on the same. We're and and, the and same you know side. what, you guys too. I mean, you guys have to realize too that you are you are living in this golden age here. Yeah. Of these comic book films, and I, I'm I'm stunned that it's so. I, I can't tell you how heartwarming it is for someone like me to see these things continue to thrive. And you don't have to like every one of them. I'm not saying that, you know, but but let's not attack each other because it's good. Let Whether you like a certain movie and it comes out, why do you, if you don't like it, don't want it to do bad yeah. because it's going to help you get your stuff that you like made. You know, I don't, I don't want this to end and I don't, I don't see an end in sight. Um, but let's not, we, the fan bases should not attack each other there. It's not like one is better than the other or whatever. Let's just get these movies made. And the good news is, like I said earlier, I think we're the closest we've ever been to getting both the Snyder yep. cut and Man of Steel too. I agree, my friend. So we all win. We all win. So we a nice sure split do down the middle. Yes. Still all friends at the end of the day. So Yay. we sure are. <laughs> all right. So I guess that's going to about do it, ladies and gentlemen. For Nico Caruso, his father Nicholas Caruso, and Mario Francisco Robles, my name's Nick Zonnick. And remember, everybody, find that ideal and strive towards it. Thank you, everybody. (laughs) Till next time.